Hello, Health Investor. Welcome to another episode of the Health Investment Podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Amy Lawrence. Amy helps you save time, money, and stress with her gourmet done skinny food prep method. She has combined her talents and love of cooking to produce healthy gourmet recipes for her company and food blog, GourmetDoneSkinny.com. Amy is dedicated to showing others you don't have to suffer from eating boring, bland meals in order to lose weight and be your best self. In the episode, she shares the difference between food prep and meal prep, how to only cook three times a week, why your freezer should be your new best friend, and more. If you're liking this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd write a review and share it with a friend. Enjoy the episode. I'm Brooke Simonson, certified nutrition coach and your host of the Health Investment Podcast. If you're ready to look and feel your best without any confusion, frustration, or stress, you're in the right place. Each week, I interview experts and share no-nonsense, research-backed tips so that you can finally lose weight for good, eat healthy long-term, have the high energy you crave, and feel like a million bucks. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Health Investment Podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. I was saying, you know, we don't have uh, visual, but you have a cool background there. Well, thank you. Thank it's, you. It must be. It says Gourmet Done Skinny, food yes. prep for foodies. Yes, yes. And all your branding on that sign and, you know, looking way more professional than I am sitting in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, <laughs> yeah, you have the pleasure of checking out my wardrobe and shoes and things as we talk. So you're welcome. You're welcome for that. Uh, actually, just before this, I was, my husband's side is over here and I was like, looking through like, Oh, he's keeping that. <laughs> he's going to hear this and then talk to me about that. But um, yeah, I was assessing his side as well and what we could get rid of. But anyway, it's happy to have you here. Can you tell us a bit about your background and specifically what led you to take an interest in food prep? Yes, of course. So I kind of have an interesting background. Um, well, first of all, I was a special ed teacher years ago. Oh. I did that for a long time. Then I was a stay-at-home mom, and uh, I love stay-at-home moms, but I'm just not a stay-at-home mom. I like I like to be, I don't know, entrepreneur. I, that's kind of how I am. And so um, I opened my own tea room in Northern California in 2003. And with no restaurant experience, I just love to cook and I just went for it and I did it. And I had it for about seven years and it was wonderful. We won best small tea room in the U S it, cool. it, it was great, but that came to an end and we moved to Seattle and I kept my tea business. So I was just selling tea online, not the restaurant part of it. Um, and I was, everything was going along great until about 2014 and I, I did Pilates and I, um, tore my vertebral artery and they didn't figure out what it was for, oh, it was like a few days. Um, I had really bad headaches anyway. I, um, but I tore it and it caused a stroke. And so after that, it was a mild stroke. Thank goodness. Um, I don't have too many issues now, but 
uh, after that um, experience, I just decided I was going to sell my tea my tea shop because um, I had a wonderful manager and she took care of everything for three months while I was you know trying to recover and everything. And I just, I don't know. I just couldn't see training somebody new, all that stuff. It was just a lot of work and I just, I just couldn't see it. So I kind of had a little wake up call to life. And so I sold that off and I went to India and went to the tea fields and checked out all different tea things. It was great. But then when I got back from India, I looked at the pictures and oh my gosh, I was just, I was so happy to be alive that I just ate and I didn't care what I ate. I just ate and I gained um, over 40 pounds. And so I decided as pretty much everybody does that wants to lose weight at some point in their life, they decided to join Weight Watchers. So I did that and I lost a bunch of weight, um, but I didn't like their recipes and they were just bland. And I just, I was a cook and with the tea room, I actually created my own recipes. And I thought, well, if I could do that for the tea room, I could do that myself, you know, and then that's how my blog Gourmet Done Skinny was born. Hmm. So that's how that got started. And I was, uh, you know, I, I was kind of dissatisfied with the whole, you know, points and, you know, saving everything up for the weekend. And I don't know, it just, it, it was the whole focus was on food, it seemed to be. And I just really wanted to just be, quote, a natural eater and not worry about all that stuff and not be on a diet and none of that. And so I found another program that was more to what I liked. And um, so I joined that back in 2019. And I really liked it. I really, I really like her, her, um, you know, her theories and everything. And, um, she asked me to, um, come on her, uh, membership to be a guest speaker for food prep. And I hadn't really thought about it. Um, I mean, I did it and I did it with the restaurant cause everything we made was homemade food. Um, and so we had to do, you know, some food prep or we would never be able to serve all those people. And so I thought, well, sure I can do that. And so I pulled out like some of my favorite things that I like to do and I did it for her members and oh my gosh, they were so excited. And they had, I didn't realize that my ideas were unique and different. I mean, it's just how I've done it. And so I, I ended up writing a book about it and that went number one on Amazon. So that was really exciting. And then at the same time, I thought I'm going to open a, um, or start a food prep membership. And so then I started that. And so that's kind of how it all got started all from my little stroke that I had back in 2014. Uh, wow. So you never Is know there, how life may change. Seriously, <laughs> I know. And also I love connecting. I was also a teacher for 12 cool. years. Okay. Uh, I love connecting with fellow teachers. It's happened multiple times on the podcast and I haven't yeah. even know it, known it before we hop on, but I think it's cool when you teach for a number of years and then take a different path. And now here we both are on yeah, an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey. I think, you know, right. the skills you learn as a oh, teacher yeah. apply. They too. always apply. Yeah. Teaching yeah. skills are always good. So yeah. Cool. How cool. Yeah. Is there a reason you call it food prep versus meal prep or is it just, are they interchangeable? No, they are. I mean, in my mind, so mine, that's why I'm a little bit different. Yeah. Meal prep to me is like, you're making a lasagna or you're making uh -huh. a casserole and you're making the whole entire meal, like the whole meal uh -huh. Food prep for me, the way I do food prep is more parts. And so yeah. I might make a bunch of grilled chicken and then I might make caramel because I'm a foodie. So this is not just your, you know, not necessarily the soccer moms that got to get dinner on the table with their kids and all that. I, it's more people who really just appreciate, not that they don't appreciate good food, but they don't always have time to think about all that. This is for people who like caramelized onions and things like that. So with my method, 
you might go to your freezer like in a half an hour and or 40 minutes. I'll go to my freezer and figure out what I'm going to make for dinner, which and I'll pull it together in 10 minutes because I'll probably pull out some um, grilled chicken that I have in the freezer, some caramelized onions and maybe some pesto. And then I'll boil up some pasta and we'll put it all together. Uh, chop in, you know, throw in some fresh veggies and, you know, we'll, I'll have a meal in no time, but I'm more about the parts. Um, and then you combine them to make the meal. I um, love that. Yeah. I'm more like, um, too, like, I don't like for the sides, I would rather do those fresh. So like mm-hmm. I would take some fresh asparagus, maybe I do it in my air fryer or the broiler or whatever. So that part's fresh, but I might pull in something, a meatloaf that I made, you know, months ago, you know, little mm-hmm. individual meatloaves. It just depends on, you know, what's, what's going on for the day. Um, yeah, I um, love that. I've also heard your method kind of talked about as batch cooking. Uh-huh. Where well, you, can be. Yeah. Can it, oh, how is it? What's the difference between so, those? So I, I call it my gourmet and skinny meal method and it doesn't need to be my recipes. Um, it doesn't need to be skinny recipes at all. It doesn't, it's whatever you want, but there, when people think of food prep, a lot of times they think, or meal prep, they think of the big cook day, you know, the big eight hour cook day where yeah. you're in the kitchen all day and you make all these meals and you're exhausted by the end of the day and you dread it. You know, you know, you're going to do it on Saturday and you dread it. And that's not what I'm about. You can do, that's one of my methods. I mean, you could like, I have a wonderful um, enchilada recipe that does take a good chunk of the day to make just because it does. And if I want to do that, then I will do that. But also, I also can do batch cooking, like I talked about the grilled chicken. So what I'll do is the night before I have a, and it's on my recipe, if, or it's on my website if you want the recipe, but you brine the chicken overnight. And then the next day, then I put it on the grill and I do, you know, I'll go to Costco and buy one of those big seven pound bags of chicken. Um, thigh, I usually like thighs, but I cut off the th- fat. And I will put that all on the grill, put all my little spices on there, grill it all up at one time. Um, bring it in the house. Usually because it's warm and it cuts easier, I will chop it up into little pieces and then I'll put it in a bowl. And if I probably won't deal with it anymore that day, I'll just put it in the fridge. Then the next day, then I will take out my little one cup measure and I'll measure out one cup of, of, um, cooked chicken or grilled chicken pieces, put them in my little freezer, um, vacuum sealed bags and, and vacuum seal it up. And the reason why I do it that way is if you use Ziploc, you get freezer burn like in a week. Mm. I mean, it's, Ziploc's bad for that kind of thing. Um, but for my chicken, I mean, it can, I mean, seriously, it can keep for years. Really? It's, it's really, if you, yeah, if you do it right. I mean, if you have a lot of air in there, then it won't, but if you do it right, it'll keep, I mean, definitely a year for sure. And it tastes just as good as long as it's done right. And mm. the way that works with my little method is because it's in small portions, you can easily go to the freezer, pull one out, put it, defrost it for in, on the counter in the fridge or a quick microwave, dump it in, in a bowl and defrost it in the microwave for 30 seconds. And then you can put it over some greens and some, you know, like I have this wonderful blue cheese recipe, blue cheese dressing recipe made with yogurt. And I just make, make a little salad, you know, you can do things a lot easier, but it's, it's the portioning. That's really a big, um, big key to my method as well. And how you, and how you portion it too. And there's, you know, you can't just put everything in the zip, in the, um, uh, freezer sealed bag. You have to, sometimes you have to flash freeze it. It depends on the kind of food it is. And there's little tricks and tips for all of that. Right. Um, 
But so I'm all sounds, about the parts. Yeah, the parts. So making the parts and then it sounds like the freezer is a big part of your method. Yes. What yes. would you say are other pieces of your method that differ from other methods? Uh, well, a lot of people have, you know, those black boxes and it's like chicken, rice and broccoli. And then you eat that for five days in a row. And that that is not me because... The way I do it is you cook three times a week and then you go to your freezer or your fridge, depending on how you're doing it, and you pull out your little parts. And so that's how I'm different. So I have I have lots of flexibility. I have lots of um, variety because a lot of a lot of those plans, you eat the same thing all the time. Um, I also have what I call meals that multiply. I'm working on a new cookbook with that name. And so nice. like I have this wonderful Kahlua pig recipe that you make in the Instapot. So you make up the pork. And I usually try to trim off the fat, you know, so it's not so fatty. And then you can use that in wraps. You could use that for my Thai pork pizza. I have a Kahlua pig dip. Um, that's really great. Um, you know, and what's something else? I can't remember. Oh, and I put it over salads and then I use homemade hoisin sauce for the dressing. And you put in some, you know, some mushrooms, some shredded carrots some cabbage. And, um, and, and, you know, you can get like five meals from that one recipe, um, from just making that pork. Um, so I'm a lot about that as well. I love that idea. Meals that multiply. That's a great name. Thank you. Fantastic name. I feel like that's going to be another bestseller for sure. Thank you. Thank you. you. Why do you think most people rebel against food prep? You know, I think the main thing is they think it's going to take too much time. Um, because they think they're, they're going to dread that Saturday because they know Saturday they got to cook. And I, when I had the tea room, we made 50, we made everything homemade. We made 50 quiches at once on Mondays. And I would dread Mondays because not every Monday, but you know, a few times a month we'd have quiche day and we'd make 50 quiche all at once. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's just, yeah. So they dread it. They dread the big cook day. Um, they think it's going to cost a lot of money. And actually when you make your own food, I mean, especially with the prices of eating out and everything, um, you know, you save a lot of money when you food prep, especially when you, um, you know, buy in bulk as well. Um, and like, you know, some, just some easy things. Like I made sliders the other day, my son took some, um, to work and I had one for lunch. I I like to make everything in little portions. So I never make hamburgers anymore. Everything I do is in portions. So like little sliders, if I want to, I'll have two, but I don't have to have that big one to start off with. And, um, so anyway, so I, I do things like that. Um, Let's see what else. I just kind of got off track about the. Oh yeah, you were oh, saying why money. people rebel. Yeah, the money. Yeah, about yeah. the money because they think it's going to be too expensive. Well, it's not, and so like we made the sliders, and then we, you know, um, we would we pack them up into like I usually put two or three in a little pack, and then that way when we need a quick meal or quick lunch, we've got it. So nothing goes to waste, you know. And I I know a lot of people don't like the plastic bags and all that. However, if you order HelloFresh and all this, the stuff that you get, takeout, all that stuff, my little bags, they last a long time in the freezer. And so, I mean, you, you don't waste food when you do it, you know, the way I have it. And also if I have leftover rice, I will, there's a special way to freeze rice and I'll put that in my little vacuum sealer bag. And next time I have a little bit of something left over and I put it, I'll just grab a little packet of rice and heat it all up. And there's tricks to heating too, because not everything goes in the microwave and, and mm. tastes good. You know, mm-hmm. one of my little tricks too, is, um, I'm a sucker for, <laughs> I admit it. It's not healthy. Um, pizza, hot pizza. I just love it. I just do. I mean, it's and, delicious. Yeah. And my, my kids don't, and they like their own, you know? And so what I'll do is I'll buy a, you know, I'll buy a medium pizza cause it's a better value than the small. 
I'll eat one piece and then I will vacuum seal each piece up. And then next time they order pizza, I don't, I get my little one piece out and I put it in the microwave for 25 seconds or so. And then I put it in the broiler to crisp it up because microwave pizza is just yuck. Cold mm-hmm. pizza is fine, but microwave pizza is yuck. So then you put it in the toaster oven and heat it up a little bit. So those are some of my little, you know, tricks and tips for reheating things. Mm-hmm. I want to take a quick break from the episode to tell you about a company I've been impressed by for years. Thrive Market is an online shopping platform that offers thousands of products at 25 to 50% off retail prices. For just $60 a year, you get access to a wide variety of premium pantry staples, supplements, beauty products, and home goods at unbeatable prices. To put things in perspective, I save about $20 to $30 per shipment which means my annual membership fee pays for itself after just two orders. My favorite part about Thrive Market is that for every paid membership, they donate a membership to a low-income family, veteran, or teacher. So not only do you save money on your purchases, but you also make healthy products accessible to everyone. To read my full Thrive Market review, steal my shopping list of over 150 items, and save additional money on your first order, visit thehealthinvestment.com slash Thrive Market, or just click through the link in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. If It sounds like the vacuum sealer is a game changer. It is. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, is it like, do you reuse the bags or it's you use? You know, them? it depends. And there's different ways to do it too. So like um, for cookies, what I will do is... Um, I'll, I'll make a double batch of like chocolate chip cookies. I'll put six in a bag and then I'll seal it up. And then when we want a little treat, you know, we'll, we'll pull it out, let it thaw out and we'll, I just heat up my toaster oven and then I'll bake just six cookies. So you're not eating the whole batch, which is great. But the way you could also do that is, um, I flash freeze the cookies. I I guess I didn't explain that. So you, you make the cookie dough, you put it all on the cookie, um, sheet um, raw dough, you know, and then you put that in the freezer. That's what we call flash freezing. And then they're easily, you can easily pick up those little pieces of dough, those little balls of dough versus you can't put them all in the vacuum sealed Mm. bag. Otherwise it'll be all smushy. So you have to freeze it first. But, um, so for people that want to do it a little bit differently, they could put it in a larger bag, vacuum sealed bag. You could put the, you know, half a batch maybe in there and then they could open it up take out what they need and then re-vacuum seal it. You can mm. do that too. Okay. The overall batch doesn't stay as fresh, but you could totally do that if you wanted to, for sure. I see. And then do you have some type of deep freezer situation? So like- I have a big freezer. Yeah. Okay. And, and I recommend getting a, um, a chest or not, a, not a chest freezer, uh, a upright freezer. And the reason is because you can see everything. And so I have a certain, uh, everybody, you don't have to be type A to, to do my method at all. I'm not type A at all. Um, my mom is type A. She, when you look at her freezer, cause she, she, she hates to cook and, or she hated to cook. Now she loves to cook cause she only cooks three days a week and you should see her freezer. It's just amazing. It's so pretty. She's got baskets. She's got like meats. She's got desserts. She's got chicken. I mean, she's got all sorts of different things and she just goes and pulls things out. But she also has a little magnetic board. So she writes like she has six chicken packs left 
And then she crosses uh, out and puts five. Now me, I don't do it that way. I have a little box in my freezer that says chicken. And if the box is low, I need, I know I need to make more chicken. I don't, I don't, I don't need to know how many packs I have, um, in the freezer, uh-huh. um, but people will say, you know, oh, it's so expensive to have, uh, you know, to buy a freezer. However, it's very expensive to eat out yeah. and it's very expensive. I, I have no, so many people that are like, oh, I'm just going to pick up something quick for dinner, either take out or they're going to order it, go out to dinner, or they just run by the store and pick out something as well. And that, if you run by the store, you know, if you run by the store three days a week, I mean, that adds up. I mean, yeah. cause you always buy things you don't need. Yeah. Um, I so. think ordering you know, takeout, it feels like at least, at least $20 a person. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Whereas sometimes we like to calculate our meals, you know, we go to Costco a lot or whatever. Yeah. And so I wonder how much each serving of this is. And if we right. kind of calculate it out, it's like, it's like $2, $2 or $3. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. And you've got good stuff in there, steak or whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's helpful if you kind of do that math a couple of times to realize mm-hmm. this isn't actually that expensive. If yeah. somebody, uh, one of their concerns, let's say, is food waste. So I know mm-hmm. a lot of my clients will say, when I do a lot of grocery shopping, a lot of the food gets wasted. Mm-hmm. What are some of your tips to cut back on food waste? Yeah, and, and that's the beauty about my program. There isn't really a lot of food waste at all. Um, one of my little tips and tricks is um, I have a Sunday cleanout day. Um, and so every Sunday I clean out the refrigerator and things that are getting ready to, you know, go bad. Like say you've got some vegetables you need to do something with. So I have a recipe for uh, roasted, um, spicy roasted vegetables. And I also have one for balsamic roasted vegetables. And so I'll make that up. And then those little black boxes that we were talking about, I'll put those in the little black boxes and put them in the fridge. I'll put a little sticky note that says roasted veggies. And I give myself four or five days for roasted veggies. So today's Thursday. So I go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. Eat by Monday. Mm. And so I know I need to eat those roasted veggies by then. Um, so that, that kind of helps with that. Um, if you have other things that you know, you're not going to get to like, um, like celery or carrots or anything that would go in a soup or a beef broth or chicken broth, you know, those you can just put in the freezer. Um, and you could really pretty much put those in a Ziploc bag for now. You don't have to vacuum seal that. And then, you know, then one day just have on your, I cook about three days a week. And so one day, okay, well, I'm going to make beef broth today and then I'm going to throw everything in. Um, mm-hmm. so that's how I kind of handle, handle those kinds of things, but you really don't have a lot of waste when you do it this way. Cause I save everything. I mean, I mean, people think it's crazy, but like, um, you know, you go to Costco and you buy that good artesian bread. They used to have the Parmesan. I don't know if they have any more, but I haven't seen it lately, but we're never going to eat all that. We're just not. Mm -hmm. And so I'll take out like a couple of pieces, what I think we're going to use for the next couple of days. And then I'll vacuum seal that bread in like two pieces in a, um, in a bag. There's a special way you kind of need to, to vacuum seal bread. Um, but I'll do that. And then, um, Next time we have soup, so I, I, I uh, make soup and then I put that in portions, one cup portions. And um, so next time we have soup, I pull out how many portions we need of soup. I pull out some of that bread. I toast it up in the toaster oven. I mean, we have we have a meal in less than 10 minutes. So right. it's, it's really quick when you do it that way. It's, a, it's really a mindset and it's really a habit. Um, you know, a lot of people, oh, it's too hard. It's not really. You just mm-hmm. need to get in the mindset of you don't want to waste anything and... Um, you know, and if you're only cooking a few days a week, 
you know, you, you, Oh, my, one of my other trips, uh, uh, tricks is when you grocery shop, like say you go to Costco, I usually do Costco and then a regular grocery store. Cause they don't have everything that I need at Costco. And I don't cook on that day that I do that because you have all these grand plans. You go to Costco, Ooh, guacamole. I'm going to make guacamole. We're going to have tacos and you get all these things. And then this looks good. And this looks good. And you get home and you unload everything. And you're like, what was I thinking? There's no way I'm cooking tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of my little things too. So you pull something out, you pull out your chili that you made, you know, three months ago and some of that bread and there you go. And so, right. Um, so yeah. If someone doesn't have a vacuum sealer and they still want to be successful, can they? Um, not so much with my method because, um, the vacuum sealer prevents freezer burn. Okay. And if you put something in a Ziploc bag, it's going to be freezer burn probably within two weeks for sure. One week, you know, it just, you got to get that air out of that, that air really messes up the, um, you know, the freshness and and you just can't keep it very long in the freezer. If you don't vacuum seal it, it takes all the air out. Got it. Um, So, yeah. I guess if you wanted to use it like sooner, yeah, it would yeah, just be this- use it in a week. You could, but the beauty about my program is, is flexibility and variety. And yeah. if you're cooking three days a week and you make three things this week and three different things next week, the third week, you've got all these choices, you know, mm-hmm. whereas if you, otherwise you're eating a lot of the same thing. If you don't, if you don't vacuum seal it. Right. That makes sense. Aside from the vacuum sealer, are there any other tools or gadgets or pieces of equipment that you just love and use all the time? Yes. Um, one, I would, I'm, I'm a cook that likes to do everything the hard way, the slow way. However, I love the Instapot. I have Mm. to say it is, it cooks me perfectly, um, for, for the, a lot of the recipes that I do and it cooks it fast. You can do beans without soaking them. I mean, it just, it, it makes your life so much easier. It's a one pan. You can saute in it. You can put it um, in the dishwasher. You know, it's just yeah. And I and I, sometimes I'll have two instapots going at once, depending on what I'm making. Like if I'm making a main dish and a side dish, I might have them. You know, I might do both. Mm-hmm. So I am a big instapot fan, and it's different than the slow cooker because people are like, "Oh, I have a slow cooker." It's different because slow cookers keep, uh, cook it slow, and it's got that lid on it all day. And the way I feel is like it kind of stews the meat and takes out the oxygen. And so it's yes. got this, I don't know, it changes the texture of the meat. And so I'm not a big crock pot fan, but yeah. pressure cooking for 30 minutes or some eight minutes, whatever, depending on the recipe, it, 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 the meat's tender. So. Right. Right. What if somebody is single or they're in a relationship with no kids? So it's just the two mm-hmm. of them. And they have that kind of mindset hang up of, I don't really need all this food or it's not worth it for me to do this. What would you say to that person? Actually, you know, this, this program works really well for those people. Uh The people in my membership, a lot of them are 50 and old. I have 70 year olds and 80 year olds in my membership because they love it. Cause they're only cooking, you know, they're used to cooking seven days a week for everybody. And now that's they're by themselves and they love it because they still get to make their favorite thing, but then they get to, you know, save it for another time. And they love having the ease of just pulling things out whenever they want them. And then if people come over, their grandkids come over and they've got cookies already ready to bake, you know, in 10 minutes, they've got fresh cookies. So yeah, I have, I have a lot. The single thing is a, is a big thing with my membership as well. And it also seems like 
I mean, you don't have to share, right? Like right. your yeah, food lasts exactly. longer. Exactly. So it lasts a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah. yeah. And you don't, some of them, like some of my methods you multiply. And if you're a single person, you wouldn't have to multiply the recipe. You would just make it. It was, a, if it, if it served four, you would just make it. And then you have three extra servings. Okay. So, and it works out great. Yeah. So yeah, the multiplication, that's a idea I use with my clients often. I call it purposeful leftovers. So uh-huh. I say, yeah. if you're making a meal, just double it or double, right. not the entire meal, but the protein, for example, uh-huh. or right. I pretty much always make the full box of pasta uh-huh. or even like a huge bag of rice. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I save the rest right. for a future meal or something. Right. And it just makes it so much easier. Then we kind of play in our fridge Tetris sort of it's like <laughs> yeah. okay we have this leftover chicken and a little bit of leftover rice so what right. can we we what use those things yeah. and then we'll make I'll make a huge sheet pan to go with it of roasted vegetables let's say uh-huh. so then we have the roasted vegetables in the fridge so it's like okay what can we do right. with these and so it's just constantly right. piecing together things but right. not not ever spending a lot of time in the kitchen right or cleaning right. up i mean right i I would hate that if I had to spend an entire Sunday. Oh, I know. Me too. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And I love to cook, but I don't like doing that, you know. And and if you think about it, if you're going to make a recipe, say you're going to make spaghetti or whatever, you've got to go get to the store and get the ingredients. You've got to make it. Then you got to cook it, let it simmer, whatever, however long. Then you got to clean it up. And if you, if you would have just tripled that recipe, look at all the time you saved. You didn't go to the store three times. You didn't, you know, cook it three times and you didn't do the dishes three times. Mm-hmm. So it just makes more sense to do it that way. So I definitely. agree. Yeah, yeah. It's, I make most meals for myself. And when people hear that, they get freaked uh-huh. out. Of, I'm sure they do with you too, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, well, I don't have time for that. I don't have the energy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if you could see what I'm doing, it's yeah. <laughs> so yeah simple and I spend I also kind of clean while I'm cooking yeah so yeah, by the time my husband gets home yeah we, our dishes are the pot and our two plates right right and, I mean it takes five minutes to clean up it's really not an issue right. at all it's not a fancy I'm sure your stuff tastes a lot better than mine but <laughs> I don't know about that but. I don't know yeah <laughs> sure my husband would like to come over and eat what you're making probably yeah. rather than rather yeah. than what I'm throwing together but he's good he doesn't he doesn't complain. He's, he's very easy. Yeah. Outside of hosting this podcast, I work as a nutrition coach specializing in evidence-based sustainable weight loss. If you're ready to stop yo-yo dieting and start living a healthy, active lifestyle you're proud of, I'd love to work with you in one of my programs. Unlike restrictive, one-size-fits-all diets that only provide short-term results, I help you adopt science-backed nutrition and lifestyle habits that work for your unique likes, dislikes, and time constraints so you can lose weight permanently, have high energy throughout the day, feel completely in control of cravings, and stay consistent long-term. To learn more, visit thehealthinvestment.com or follow me on Instagram and TikTok at The Health Investment. So if somebody is of that mindset and they're still just kind of like, oh, but I've tried this before. I've done the meal prep thing. I hate to cook. Mm -hmm. What do you say to them? You know, it it is a mindset. So you kind of have to change. You have to uh, be open to it. And the other thing is like my sister-in-law, we just had this conversation the other day. 
she thinks she has to cook at five o'clock when the kids come home and it's just crazy, but she's got time earlier in the day. Mm. And she's like, I think I'd feel better if I cooked at noon. And I said, well, cook at noon. You don't have to cook at five o'clock. I mean, when the, everybody's crazy and there's all this stuff happening, you make it fit with your schedule. And so that's why my like three days a week, I pick the, the days that work best for me. And the other days I pull things out. And so I think if you get in a different mindset, then you might be more open, um, to, you know, to cooking. Like my mom, I swear, my mom hated, hated to cook. My aunt hated to cook. And I, I realize they're all my family, but they, they <laughs> just did. And, and, you know, I mean, I grew up with that and they, I mean, gosh, my mom, my aunt just recently spent a hundred dollars on a knife and she's very frugal, but she loves this knife. I brought it to her house one time and she's loving to cook now. So she just, you know, she wants good, good equipment so she can chop those veggies and, it's just really neat. And it's really fulfilling to see people who never enjoyed cooking before. Um, and they enjoy it now. And also you got to think, I always think of it as when I had the tea room, it's an experience going to tea was an experience. You know, you sit there with your little dainty cup and saucer and you, and you eat your little tea sandwiches. Well, make cooking an experience too, you know, and if you've got kids or whatever, make them, you know, part of that experience. I mean, it, you know, you have to put on some nice music, pour mm-hmm. yourself a glass of wine, make it fun. You know, don't dread it. I think we always dread it. I think sometimes, and mm-hmm. you have to change your mindset. It is about changing mindset and being open, you know, to new things. So, yeah. Um, and I think as you're saying so much, you've said the word mindset so many times, and I am a hundred percent of that belief that mindset is everything. And oh, it is. Yeah. How you approach it is going to determine how you feel about it, and right. how you think exactly. about it. But I usually go at the for a walk at the end of the day, I have a podcast in, then I come home and I'm still listening to the podcast and I'm making the meal. And it just seems kind of like a fun transition yeah. at the end of my day because right. it's me time. I don't have kids yet, so I know that mm-hmm. will change, but it's kind of this nice me time of transitioning from work right. And I don't see it as a slog really because I have the podcast in and right. it doesn't, I know it's not going to take me long. And I also know on the other end of it is not, oh my gosh, I have all this cleanup. Right. And you know, that, that. And if you find little tricks, like, you know, like the Instapot, it's one pot, you saute in that pot, you add your rest of your stuff in there and you cook it. It's one pot. So it's not like you have, you know, 50 million dishes either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you help yourself by getting the right tools and, you know, if you have a dull knife and it doesn't cut vegetables, you're not going to want to cut vegetables. You know, there's just, there's certain things you got to set yourself up for success. Yeah. And, I was going to say that. I think it's really important to be aware, self-aware and to figure out any mindset hangups. So if you hate cutting vegetables mm-hmm. to ask, you know, why is that? Right. Do you have, or maybe, maybe you're the one that goes to the store, which drives me nuts, but I, there are those people, maybe you just go buy the chopped peppers. Cause you really hate to chop. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and it's sure. still good food. You're still making what, you know, what goes in your food. And I'm, I am a big believer in like whole and real food and not, you know, sugar free and fat free and all that stuff. You, you eat better, you feel better. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. I mean, it really is. Mm -hmm. Uh, My family doesn't get colds and flus very often, really hardly at all, because I don't know, we've just always eaten good food, whole food. I mean, it's just how it is. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to do that, but you know, the more you do that, the better you're going to feel too, than all the processed stuff. 
For sure. Yeah. And I think speaking of the end of the day, it's kind of my haven. I know for myself, having a lot of clutter on Mm. the counters makes, that's the first reason I don't want to make anything. Right. I just hate the space and I don't want to be in there. Right. So I know for myself, I'm very judicious in like what I bring into the kitchen, what gadgets Mm -hmm. I buy. I would rather do kind of like the slower cooking route and have nothing. And that works for me of, it's like a clear, almost like a chef's palette in the kitchen. And I love that feeling of not having a lot of things. And so that's something too, I think is important to consider is, is your kitchen an inviting space that you want right. to spend time in? Or do you walk in there and you feel overwhelmed? Right. And that because, could be too. Yeah, yeah. The dishes aren't done or. Right. Right. And the other thing is too, I mean, I, I always grew up where you do your dishes when you get done, no matter what, before you went to bed, no matter what, that's just what you do. Well, you know, you get older, you have kids, you're tired, you, you know, whatever. So now if I don't feel, if I've done some cooking, I don't feel like doing the dishes, I'll rinse them really well. And then I'll put them in the, um, the sink. And then in the morning I'll get up and do them. But I I've learned, don't, you know, we have, we, we put these little rules on ourselves about how dishes have to be done, you know, every night before you go to bed. Well, it's okay to leave the dishes and rinse them. And you know, mm-hmm. if that's, if that works for you, some people can't stand it. Like my mom could never stand that, but some people it's, it's okay. But you know, there's no judgment. Everybody has their own thing. So it just depends. But we, we, I don't know, we box ourselves in with these little rules mm-hmm. sometimes and yeah, you need to keep an open mind. So, and I think social media too has made it better because people find mm-hmm people like you and get tips, but then other people who are doing the hardcore meal prep and they open their fridge and they have everything color coded of seven meals of the week. And you know, it's overwhelming. That's not me. I know, Yeah, but it's really overwhelming and sometimes intimidating. Right. And some people feel like if I food prep, I have to be that person. I have to write down Monday, we're having this Tuesday, we're having this Wednesday, we're having this. And no, you don't. I just figure like, I'm just going to go to my freezer in a little bit and figure out what we're having for dinner. It's not going to be a big deal. I'm just yeah. not stressed about it. There's stuff in the, in the freezer. There's plenty of stuff to eat, you know? So when you say you cook three days a week, do you usually do one weekend day or sometimes is it like Monday, Tuesday, I Thursday? Just, I do like to cook on the weekend because I do at least one meal, one really nice. Like I'll do something that takes a little bit more time, like a stroganoff or something like that. I might do that on the weekend. Um, but it just depends on my time. I mean, I, I do work a lot on the weekends too. So it just, it all depends. It's just depends on the week, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like last week I was gone, unfortunately for a funeral and my son, he's, he's actually becoming a great cook and, um, but he can pull stuff out because we have tons of stuff in there. So I didn't need to worry about if he, if he had something to eat, he has plenty to eat. Oh, amazing. Um, he always does. Or the other great thing too, is, um, my mom is vegan. And so, um, I would, I'll, I would make up special things for her. And then when she comes, like she's vegan. So she takes that and, you know, certain, certain foods, my dad likes, you know, meatloaf. So I'll pull out a meatloaf for him. My aunt likes a salad with grilled chicken. So, you know, we can all eat different for lunch and it's, everybody's happy. So, mm. um, so that, that's the other beauty. So if you have a lot of different kinds of eaters in your family, this, this works really well, um, for you too. So, right. If you had kind of one message to mm-hmm. just synthesize that you want to get out there about food prep, what would it be? Um, I think my biggest thing is you don't have to be a type A person uh. because 
everything I see about food prep makes it look like you're organized, you're labeled, you're, you know, and then those people that are not like that, I don't know. They just like, they just get all antsy and and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So don't let food prep be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be at all. It can be very easygoing. So I guess. And I am a type A person and it intimidates me. So that says (laughs) a lot. Mostly type A with some things, but I don't, you know, that drives me nuts though, because, you know, say you planned on having, you know, certain thing for dinner tonight and the cat got sick and you got to go to the vet and then you, by the time you get home, you didn't have time to cook it. I mean, you, you've got to be flexible. Life is like, you just have to be flexible in life. So yeah. And, and especially a lot of people listening to this podcast have some type of nutrition or weight loss goal. Right. And you especially have to be flexible. Right. You're Otherwise you're ordering pizza and you don't want Yeah. That. And your yeah. eating's not going to be perfect, but yeah. to have these different things in place that will support mm-hmm. you. So It's not that, oh, I can't make this meal that's going to take 45 minutes, like you said, so now I have to order pizza, that you have a freezer stash, I usually call it, or whatever, you know, you're setting up for yourself, you have quick options that you can throw together, and it can just be, it can be so easy. Right, because if you're hungry, and you don't have any food around, you're going to make bad choices. You are, yeah. 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 So you have good choices around, you're going to make better choices. For sure. And it's not a moral failure. I always talk to my clients. I would do the same thing. I mean, I do nutrition and weight loss coaching, but I'm like, if I'm really hungry and there's no good choices around, I'm not going to make good choices. It's just a human thing. Right, right. And if you think about it, I mean, ordering, like say you order pizza, by the time you order the pizza and it gets delivered, you know, with my method, you could have been done eating by then mm-hmm. because you pulled out your soup and a piece of bread and there you go, you know? Yeah. So, no, that's uh, such a good point. That's a great so, point. Yeah. As we're talking, I'm thinking about this chili in the freezer that uh, I think is in the very back and has freezer burn. So <laughs> it's probably time to pull out your freezer. Yes. yes, it's probably, it is time. Yeah, we will, we'll get on that. Maybe that's what's for dinner tonight. Who knows? <laughs> One of the final questions I ask each of my guests is in your opinion, what does it mean to make the health investment? Yes. So to me, food prep is self-care and And how I look at my recipes, whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So if you put in, you know, crappy food, crappy vegetables, whatever, that's not going to taste very good, taste very well. And so health investment is the same thing. If you eat well and you invest in, you know, food prep and all this, you're going to get your, your life is going to be better. It's going to be less stressed. You know, you're going to feel better. You're going to be able to move. And so what you put into your health you will get out like three times, I think, in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you put in crap in your body, you're going to get out crap. You know? I mean, it's yeah. just not, you've got, you've got to, you've got to treat your, you, gotta, you need to do self-care. That's for sure. Um, the better you treat yourself, the better you're going to feel. And that's, I mean, that's just the bottom line. So for sure. I always think of that analogy. I don't know if you've heard it with a car. If you bought a sports car, for example, mm-hmm. you have to put premium gasoline in it or it's right. going to break down. Right. You wouldn't put, you wouldn't buy this expensive car and then put unleaded in right. it. But then right. we kind of do that to our bodies and expect our bodies to run great. We do. And our bodies are, are great. They adapt and everything, they do. but we're not, we're not running at full capacity. Yeah. Though. You're not going to get the premium performance no, out of not. that body for sure. Yeah. yeah well, where can listeners follow and find you and sign up for your membership? Yeah. So I'm at gourmetdunskinny.com. 
And if you look on my website, usually on the right, there's a place that talks about the, um, the membership food prep for foodies is the membership. It's not necessarily, you don't have to necessarily be into like, you know, health, uh, lighter recipes or whatever. It, it works for any recipes for the most part. Um, and then I do do a, a free, um, five day boot camp. Um, I'm starting my first one. Um, I think by the time this podcast comes out, I think I'll be having one in January. That'll be, that'll be later down the road. But, um, but anyway, the, the, uh, boot camp is something that's great. So you can try it out and see how you, you know, see my methods and see me in action. We do like a five day live and oh, then, cool. if you like it, then you can do join the membership. So, and how do you sign up for the boot camp? Is that just on your website? That I will, how about I send you a little link and then Perfect. you can put that with it. How's that? I'll and then if, if, if we don't have a boot camp going on at the time, you'll go into the waiting list. And then I'll, when I do open it up, the membership's not open all the time. So, um, that way you can know when the boot camp comes up. Awesome. Great. Well, I'll put links to both of those things in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much again, Amy, for all of these tips and such a great conversation. And now I'm looking forward to making dinner tonight. You got me all excited. Thank (laughs) you for having me. This has been really fun. So I really enjoyed it. Well, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining me here on the health investment podcast. I'm so grateful for each and every one of my listeners. On your way out, remember to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. All content in this podcast was created for general informational purposes only by a non-physician. None of the content should serve as a substitute for professional medical advice, treatment, or diagnosis. Always consult a qualified health provider with any questions regarding a medical condition and before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, and or exercise programs. Do not disregard any professional medical advice you have received or postpone seeking such advice because of something you heard on this podcast.